listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee. And we are on episode 94. We're talking about Return to Zork. Yes, Return to Zork. Bum, bum. Uh, Return to Zork is the fourth edition of the Zork series. Zork 1, 2, and 3 are text-based DOS games. You can actually play them right now on a website. They have a website where it's like just coded into the website. So you can literally <laughs> pull up the website and just play this game. Um, not this game, sorry. The first three. Uh, but Return to Zork... Um, well, it came out in 1993, um, developed by Activision. Um, I, I guess, according to Wikipedia, at the time, Activision was, like, going under. So they were releasing some games to try and, like, Stay build themselves back up. Um, Return to Zork actually did pretty good, from what I can tell. Uh, it was... It's very similar to Myst. If you've ever played Myst or that series, it's a point-and-click puzzle adventure game. Um, you basically are just running around trying to figure out different puzzles to make it to the end of the game. Um, as I recall, I don't know a whole lot about Myst. I know that there is a bunch of lore like built into it, but like it's similar to this game where it's kind of obscure in the story department. So, you know... There's a little bit going on, but in, in any case, this is, Return to Zork is the, you know, the next generation of that style of game. Yeah. Um, it does take place in the Great Underground, Zork of the Great Underground. Um, it was released, I said 1993, but it was released on the Mac, on PC, slash DOS, um... Apparently, there's a PS1 version somewhere. I couldn't find it, but maybe it was, like, Japan only. I don't really know. Um, and then the Sega Saturn. We did find a, a Sega Saturn version out there somewhere, so that's interesting. Um, but, yeah. So, my history with Return to Zork. <laughs> um, my uncle played it when I was real little, and... I loved the game. Like, I really have no reason. I, I never really played the game as a kid. Like, I, I remember him playing it a lot. Um, I th I'm pretty sure the book and the disc copy that I have of the game is his originally. Aww. And, um... Does he know? <laughs> I probably not, but I mean, I don't think he would mind either way. I think he would actually find it nice that it, yeah. it at least stayed somewhere, that it didn't just disappear to nothing. Um, I did find a disc base game, um, a floppy disc version of this game. It's like 12 or 14 floppy disks that you have to install to get the game to run. Floppy disks. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like the 3.5 inch floppies. They're not the like real big ones. Um, but yeah, so it's that old. <laughs> but yeah, the copy that I have is like complete. Like I found, yeah. it, at, I found it at a garage sale, complete in box. I found it sitting. <laughs> we walked into that garage sale and I saw it on the shelf and I'm just like, oh, <gasps> Oh my gosh. So yeah, um I was very excited to have that. And it is, it's complete in box. It's got all the manuals. It's got the sweepstakes thing in there that we'll talk about. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um so we sat down and we played it. Um we pseudo played it together. Yeah. Um the concept is really just that because it was puzzle based, it was easy enough for both of us to watch or for both of us to interact. And Kaylee didn't necessarily do the gameplay, though she was very much yeah. involved. With that said, we're going to go over our review of the game um, for story. So this game, uh, I'll, we'll go over the story a little bit. I'll try to. Um, you as the player are you you receive a, a letter in the mail that you're the winner of a sweepstakes and you have won an all expenses paid to the valley of sparrows in zork 
Once you get there, you find out that things aren't quite as beautiful as it may seem on the flyer, and you start investigating the oddities that are going on around uh, the area. I would say town, but town is very loose here. (laughs) Um, you, uh, You find your way to the underground of Zork, where it kind of is, it mirrors itself, like the underground and overground, they mirror each other. Uh, but as you are wandering around, you find that these murderous crows have kind of taken over and people are talking about a, uh, a mysterious sinister force that they're referring to as Morpheus and that people start disappearing. And in fact, buildings start disappearing. And as you dig deeper into this game, you do confront Morpheus and you fight him to a battle of wits. And then you win, and that's it. Children's card game. (laughs) Pokemon. (laughs) He he challenges you to like a a, like dumb board game. Um, I still don't really know how to play the board game, but you know it is what it is. But after you beat Morpheus, he just like. He just like freaks out and then like the world shakes and then he's gone and the the vultures are gone and then that's it. Um There you go. Yeah. That's that's the story. That's the story in a nutshell. It definitely has more story than most games that, than than some of the games that we've played that are earlier in, you know, video game history. Um but yeah. <laughs> I I feel like the story that we experienced would be the good like backbone to a potential better story. Yeah. Like if they were to take the story now and made this game into something modern now, it potentially could be really good. I I but don't know. As it is, like it's just so bare. It's like they didn't put a whole lot of effort into um, the story. <laughs> in, well, yeah, the, into telling the story, like yeah. giving you enough, you know, background history. Like there was, there was information available for you to dig around and look more into it. I mean, like the filing cabinet at the, at the mayor's yeah. office. Like there was, there was information around for you to figure it out. But like, if you didn't do that digging, like hardcore digging, I like I had no idea what was really going on. Um, it was, uh, maybe, maybe it would have been better if we had played the first three, like maybe we would have had a better reference to the world, but like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, <laughs> story, story just bombed for me. I, I think, and I think that's the tragic thing is I think a story is kind of important in this kind of, you know, it's an adventure game and what to the adventure is just you barely even know that uh like what you're doing you're just there as a, i mean as a sweepstakes winner and that's i don't know it's right. just not enough i don't know yeah i think this game honestly would have been better had they just like omitted a story altogether yeah just maybe. like yeah here you are weird things are happening figure it out um, but because that they tried to put this story in there, it kind of made it more convoluted than it really needed to be. Well, they had so many different characters, and, like, they really didn't tie together in any, like... I mean, they did sometimes, but, like, they they just were people there. It wasn't even like they felt like they were part of the... I think the only people who felt like they were part of the town was, like, the mayor and the teacher. Like, that's yeah. pretty much it. Uh, the other weird thing about the characters was half the time you showed up and they're just like, Hey, you know, like, like you've been friends this whole time. There's like, Hey, what's up, man? Welcome. Do you want to rent the boat or what? Where like, there are a few other characters that are like, who are you? What are you doing here? But like, not enough of them had that. Like, who are you? You know, the other thing that I kind of noticed was, when you're walking around the town, it obviously feels like that there's no people there, but there's a lot of people there. Apparently there was a bunch of people at the comedy club, but like, there's no feeling of actual people being like, it almost feels desolate until you run into someone. Yeah. It really does feel like the entire world is like empty of people. 
Um, so what did you give it for a story, Kelly? I gave it a three. I did too. It kind of goes it, back to that, like, if they hadn't have had any story at all, it would have been better. But because there was this really convoluted, yeah. hidden story behind it, that well, it made it more difficult. And I, I, I don't mind digging through to find story i think it's a little lazy to put it all in a filing cabinet agreed yeah yeah and i mean the sweepstakes winner thing is kind of interesting and funny but like that really is the only charming aspect of the story in my opinion i think it would have been the things they could have done better have you be a sweepstakes winner have the have the orb guy the tele-orb guy, yeah. talk to you a little bit more, give you a little bit more direction, and, you know, give you some companionship along the way. Yeah. Instead, the tele-orb thing just pops up periodically and just gives a snarky remark to what, yeah. you're, <laughs> what, what you've done. Well, and that's the thing, too. It, it was funny, but only at certain times. Yeah. Like, there really was no charming aspect of this at all, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, it has, like you said, it has so much potential. Like, it really could have been done so much better. It's just, and that's why I think I keep saying, like, this is the great, like, bare bones of a story. If they had just built on it a little bit more and better and figured out how to better incorporate it, it would have been a lot better. Mm -hmm. No, I fully agree. It's one, it's just, it's this funny gray area where because there was story, even, even though there was story, it harmed the game. Well, where other games don't have that very minimal story. Donkey Kong Country, for example, has yeah. such minimal story, but it still is fine because the story is not hindering it. Where this game, I feel like, should have been story heavy, story driven, and I didn't get any of it, yeah. so it harmed it. Agreed. So, hence the low score. Yep. Um, let's move on to graphics. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I also gave it an 8 out of 10, and I felt... I I had a hard time figuring out how I felt about the graphics, but, you know, it kind of goes back to... I mean, 1993. I was two. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't weren't doing better graphics at at three? Not really. (laughs) And, you know, they... A lot of the, your scenes, actually, of almost everything, is really just pixelated photos and um, video. But it's kind of a clever idea to have these static p- people, and then the only thing moving is their eyes and their mouth. But it kind of comes across because they're pixels that they've, you know, just their mouth is moving. So only that one spot is moving where the rest is. It's just something it, off yeah, about it. Looks, it. It looks a little weird. I feel like it was a smart way to incorporate live action video yeah. or live live people into a game. So you're not creating characters in the sense of like you're drawing your own characters. You're just you've you've casted characters yeah. and they're they're acting their part. It's more like a, a movie. But I mean, this was the era of that. Like CD based games. Sh- showed us a lot of this like live action video game. And this is just part of that. This is just the natural progression of, of that era of video games. So this wasn't like unheard of or, or different in any way. It was just, you know, the way that they decided to go with it. And, And it was fine. It worked out. Okay. The backgrounds were beautifully made. Um, the biggest complaint that I had was like moving from um, area to area was yeah sometimes like it sometimes I had this like smooth transition and it was okay it was a little pixely a little weird a little awkward but like most of the time it was fine sometimes it was just a hard cut like boop you're in the next yeah. screen which was okay um, but like the one that kind of made me irritated probably the most was climbing the stairs or not not the stairs the ladder when you're in when you're down in the underground and you go back up you climb this ladder and the like screen just like scrolls but it like hard (laughs) scrolls like you get you get like one um you know four by three screen and then like the next one would just like slide on top of it and then the next one would slide yep. on top of it like it was this weird 
this weird way of of saying we're going up the ladder, you know, instead of like this awesome smooth transition that some of the other areas had. Yeah. So, you know, just like weird odd spots like that made it seem strange. Um it was kind of hard to knock it for pixelization simply because we're oh, playing yeah. it on modern technology. Like if we were playing it on a four by three monitor, a tube monitor with like <laughs> windows 95 or something like, yeah, I would, I would understand that, but no, it was, um, yeah. The characters designs or rather the people. I, I think I was telling you this. There's something about the characters that you can tell that they're just a random paid actor that showed up not knowing what they were getting into and then was dressed up and all this really weird stuff. Yeah, and it <laughs> seemed like there were quite a few characters that were reused. Like, yeah. Were, it was the same actor, just like dressed in a different outfit. It's like, oh, he's an orc. Oh, he's an orc with a different yeah. hairstyle. Oh, he's an orc <laughs> with a different necklace now. And it's like, hmm, I don't know. It seems weird. You know, the orc, the troll, I think it was a troll. And then there was, there was, oh, there was dwarves. They, they were dressed a certain way that implied that they were, oh, these are the dwarves and these are this. But like, they just looked like people. Yeah, I know. They didn't look anything like, I'm not expecting every, you know, I kind of get if you want to try to imply that like the, the dwarves were smaller or something, but like. Come on, like these look like regular people. They're just like people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not, there's not even an attempt. <laughs> there, there wasn't any like makeup that was done to make yeah. them look at all mythical in any way. They're just like people dressed up. Yes, that's exactly. It, it, what it looked was. like a bad play. They looked like they did this like one Saturday afternoon. Well, if you <laughs> hang on, let me show you, Kaylee. Let me show you the the cast list. It was like two people. The, uh, the, this is it. Right oh my here. Gosh. These this small list of names is the people who developed yeah. this game. So like, I mean, I'm sure that like the actors aren't listed on here, but I mean, <laughs> you don't have that many people, you know, producing this game. So yeah. I yeah. You know, I I understand they were limited, but yeah, it did feel lazy. I and that's what I'm like like I said, it looks like that they just did this yeah. one afternoon, but like and they're, the costumes that they are dressed up in, I'm sure that that wasn't cheap at that time. You know, I don't know. I don't, it still seems cheap to me. I guess it's just, it really, if you had just taken a little bit of extra time to figure out how to separate the two. And I get it, though, because, like, the dwarves, you only see them for, like, a screen or two. Yeah, but again, you're only seeing them for a screen or two. You only have a handful of dialogue. Why not, you know, do a little something to make them look a little more interesting? Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I same yeah. with same with the orcs and the trolls or whatever. Like put them in green paint. Like it wouldn't have like taken that long. It's like they decided to try and make up for it by having them talk like this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that was Um uh, but I did like the tele orb. Yeah. That was really cute. Yep. I honestly, I really liked the the acting. I'm not not the acting the as that they had th- that they had live action yeah. characters. I liked that. I thought that it brought a charm to the game that you know you don't see that anymore. I thought it was funny that they chose a poodle for the dog. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> like yeah. of all the dogs to have a poodle, <laughs> it was probably like some like one of their the, dogs, like the director's dog or something <laughs> like. Yeah. This is the biggest dog there's, we've got. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some way to get past the dog, too, and I don't... Yeah, I, th- I don't remember I would, do the, I, I don't know, but I thought it was weird you couldn't go in that room. I felt like you should be able to go in that well, room. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the only reason that dog was there was to record the dog yeah. barking. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. what was your favorite, like, area of the game? Um... <laughs> I... I guess I liked none of it. Aww. I don't know. Like, there wasn't, like, it wasn't like I fell in love with any certain place. Like, the ambiance of the woods was kind of nice. Um, I found the trailer kind of interesting, just yeah. to kind of snoop. Like, it felt like there was more more things to interact with yeah. there. Yeah, yep. Um, the, the very beginning, not the lighthouse, but the town, the Shambar, whatever, mm. I've... I kind of liked it 
because it was it reminded me of something like that would be set up for tourists to visit or something yeah. touristy about it. Yeah. But like as an actual town, it didn't seem like an actual town. So I don't know. I, I feel weird about, I guess the woods, one of the woods. Yeah. That's, that's what I have is yeah. the, the woods, the, um, the like fairy woods, yeah. the green woods. It's not the, not the whisper, the whispering woods. The I other don't woods. remember what it's called. Anyway. Yeah. It was, it was, beautiful yeah. it was fun to like get lost in there yeah, and we got lost a lot yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> we'd be having like we'd have actual directions set up and we still got lost i know yeah <laughs> like I know. well we're lost now left 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 well the funny thing about that is my my nerdy ocd vibe i wanted to draw this map <laughs> yeah like, i see that i i knew that there was dead ends and i knew i was running into stuff and it's like i know what direction i'm heading i could easily make a map of this yeah i'm like i wanted to pull out some graph paper and make the map yeah. <laughs> but um it was too easy to just find one already yeah. made online so that's well, all we did <laughs> we were we were I, I don't know if this falls under well, story or gameplay this is oh go ahead uh just that it was hard. Yeah. Well, it, it is a good segue into gameplay, honestly. Um, this was very hard. <laughs> it's a hard it was game. It very, very hard. And I guess I should preface this by saying, I don't, this isn't the type of game that we normally play. So maybe if you're a puzzly person, this would not know. be hard. I it, feel like there was not enough clues. That's the thing. I feel like every video game that we've played up to this point have been just fine without a guidebook or looking it up online for the most part. Every now and then I get stumped and I'm like, I, let's just look it up so I can figure it out so we can move on. Um, this game was vastly different to that. This game gave you very little hints right out of the gate. And like, here's the world, just go. And like, yeah, you couldn't have messed up too much, but... It was it was hard even with a guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like you're going through this game and they don't give you any hints to any of the puzzles. They barely even give you the puzzles. You got to hunt for those too. And like I it just we got maybe a maybe a quarter of the way through the game until we had to bust out a guide and just go th with well, the guide. We were the point of the, one of the points of this, it was one of the games we wanted to play, but we knew that it was a relatively short game. Yeah. So we thought we would just breeze through this. <laughs> we should have plenty of time. So like by the first day, I think for the first day we, we had like, I'd ripped up pieces of paper trying to put these puzzles together. And by the next day it was kind of like, do you just want me to get the guide? And it was just like, yeah, we should probably just get the guy. And we yeah. needed the guy. Like, yeah. like legit, we're going through this. And the guides, they don't necessarily explain everything. It's so, like we were wa walking around waiting for the meat to rot. I didn't realize that. I thought, I'm like, oh, no, the meat's rotten now. We're going to be screwed. <laughs> let's let's reload the game and yeah. we won't get the meat now. And yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, but that's what made it nice. I felt like even though I was, even though I was using the guide... I still felt like I was playing the game. Yeah. Because I still had to like I maybe it's because of the way we played. We played specifically and we'll go into more details of gameplay. I'm realizing now yeah. we haven't talked about it at all. We played the game where like the first like maybe maybe quarter of the game we played without a guide. And then we realized that we really needed the guide to, if we were going to beat this yeah, in any, time, yeah. any kind of time frame. <laughs> um, so we picked up the guide and we started playing through with a guide in hand and realizing, oh, well, we need the meat and we need the fairy dust. Where do we get the fairy dust? Oh, now we need some money. How do we get that? So like, you know, going through and realizing, you know, backtracking and, and catching back up, we weren't playing it to the guide specifications, so we still had to do some, you know, problem solving on yeah. our end, which I feel like made it more interactive yeah. than just following the guide, go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this, done, you know. Um, it did feel like that towards the end of the game, where yeah. it was like, you know... Well, I think by that point, it really was just like, we just need to get this yeah. done. But I think the day that we got the guide, it was like, okay, well, we're just going to use this to help us get to where we need to go and try and figure it out from there. Right. And yeah. refer to the guide when we need to. I... 
I think for a while we felt like that we had a lot of potential to get soft locks. We saved multiple files. Yeah, and I was worried about that. Where we would get stuck it, to a point where we couldn't it, <laughs> we couldn't go back. Well, we were sitting there thinking about it though. Like I kind of feel like they did a good job making sure we didn't get soft locked out because there's a lot of opportunities to get stuff like the meat mysteriously would reappear if you accidentally like lost it or something. It, yeah, if you let it sit too long and it rot rotted out and then you like did something with it, it would just come back. Yeah. So then like, you know, you could potentially just keep doing whatever you needed was, to do. It was like an infinite amount of money and carrots, depending on where you went. And But, you know, I... But, I, like, even even the carrot thing. Like, I... There was a... For, um... Sorry, not the carrot thing. Getting the milk. There's yeah. a very specific order that you have to do things in to get the milk. Once you figure it out, and I feel like I would have figured out the milk thing eventually, yeah. but once you figure out the order... You have to do it over and over and over and over and yeah, over again did. in order for it to, you know, in order for you to do the thing you need to do for the milk. And it's like, well, it was challenging. And to figure on top out. of this, if you clicked the wrong screen, you were dead in yeah, several scenarios. Yeah. Like we really had, like, there'd be times where it's like, you, you might just want to save it at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, there were a few times that it, like just misclicking. Like, I know yeah. if I click here, I'm going to die. Oops, I accidentally clicked yep. there and now I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you got to start over from wherever your Thankfully, last save was. Thankfully, loading and reloading was really quick. Like, it was really fast. It was really days, easy to save it. These and... days, you have like a full like scene of dying and reloading. And, you know, yeah, and this that... game, it's like you die. Some guy goes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you just hit load and you're, you're back. I appreciated that, though. Yeah. Those were kind of, and they had like a stained glass of how you died and stuff. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. I liked all the little, and I think that that was a callback to the originals. Oh, I because see. if you died in the originals, it would give you this little blurb of how you died, and I think that That's that was funny, part of the yeah. fun. And honestly, there were a few times that I intentionally died yeah, just yeah, to yeah, see what see the what blurb was. is. You I know. liked the spider. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I gave it an eight out of ten. Oh, excuse me, that was graphics. We're on gameplay. Yeah, I was gonna say Sorry. for gameplay, I gave it a five out of ten. I did too. Yeah, five out of ten. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's go over the gameplay itself because I feel like we never, we don't do this as often as we should. I'm trying a, to get into the habit of... I feel like we did go over gameplay. Yeah. Did we Well, know? I guess we didn't talk about, like, actually using items and stuff. Um, just like the GUI, the, the interface of everything. Sorry, yeah. GUI is an IT term. <laughs> um, he said GUI, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, GUI. <laughs> Um, the, the interface of the game, um, and, and getting around. So yeah, basically it's all point and click. You have different directions. Like, uh, if you're, if you're on a screen and you can go left or right, your mouse will turn into a left or right arrow if you're in the right spot. Sometimes if you need to go upstairs, you have to be hovering over the stairs in order for that arrow to show up. And then your character will go up the stairs. Um, that's just like basic navigation. You can, sometimes you have a turnaround arrow. Sometimes you have like an up, down, left, right arrow. It just kind of depends on where you're at and what you can do to interact with the world. Um, there are items that you can pick up that are placed around in, in any given scenario or scene. So as you walk, you are given, you're presented with screens and each screen you have interactive things to do, whether it's just progress to the next area or you can click on stuff on the ground or if you're in a house or something, you can click on items around the house. Some things you can click on and you'll just get a text that says, you can't do anything with this. Sometimes you'll click on it and you'll be offered to pick it up or you'll be offered to interact with it in some way. So, um... As you collect items, then you can look at the items uh, by investigating them. Um, you can sometimes use the items, whether it be like to drink a flask or to fill up a flask yeah. or to merge two items together. Like uh, we had the bur or the bat droppings that we had to put in the Guano. flask. So like we had to you know put we had to drink the guano. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it turned us invisible once. So that was. Fun. I mean. I think I would 
I think I would try it. I honestly think I would. If it actually if it turned was, me invisible. If it was guaranteed to turn you invisible, you would drink I'd do some it. bat poop. Okay. I would bat do poop the, uh, mixed with basic water. It was special waterfall water, from but the, it still it was water. Special water water from the back of the waterfall. <laughs> you know, the bad water. Right, yep. It's like drinking straight from the tap. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Um... So then some some items that you could pick up, you can interact with them, like the puzzle, the slider puzzle that we had yeah. to do. Um, sometimes they'll transform into other items depending on what you do with them. You can also take photographs of almost all the, all the, the scenes that you're at. Most oh. of the people that you talk to, you can take pictures of. This is handy if you're wanting to interact with different characters and ask them about other people that you've met along the way or other scenes that you've met or that you've seen along the way. I would assume that there are things like that wall that you bump into the, that you throw the disc yeah. at. You could probably take a picture of that and ask like Rebecca, like what is this? And maybe they'll give you a hint as to what you're supposed to be doing with, with yeah. that individual thing. Um, you can also, there, there's um, a tape recorder. Yeah. The tape recorder. And it, it will record every single conversation that you've unlocked along the way. Um, it's handy if you miss something that was said and you want to replay it, but also it actually interacts with a puzzle within the game itself. Um, there's a joke puzzle in the game where you have to go around and collect jokes from different characters, and then when you show up at the mic stand for this um, comedy club, you have to play back the jokes. But if you don't play the right track, you could play something that's not a joke and harm your... Uh, progression you know i was saying about this because the tape recorder and the photo stuff is actually like mandatory to beat this game and i was thinking this would make a lot more sense if as a sweepstakes winner if you were also a journalist or something yeah and that would make the story kind of like you're a journalist and you're visiting and then you realize something's something's kind of weird and you're and gonna you're, write a piece about yeah this. and you're and you're investigating all the people yeah. in the world and and yeah yeah that, that would have been awesome everything that little bit of extra would have just made the rest of this okay, I think. Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. <laughs> it would have made it a little more and clear. Because, like, it's kind of weird that you're recording every single conversation you're having. Yeah, right. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah, if only I wasn't two in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were 35, maybe. Yeah, but. Well. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's about the gist of it. I mean, there's a few items that you'll get that... When you hover over them, they'll give you a little extra information on their status or, like, give you a hint to what you maybe need what, to do. What was the game called? Do you remember? No. no. I could look it up. I I don't remember off the top of my head. It was like a puzzly game that you it used. It was kind of like chess. Yeah, a little, a little bit. I don't, know, I don't know. I've never played chess. It it was it I mean it was essentially a board game like you had to go from space to space and after your character leaves a space a hole falls in or like yeah, a hole it fills pokes, it pokes a hole yeah. in like the base of your board I guess that your uh, your little characters sit on <laughs> um survivor uh I think it's just yeah, called I think survivor that's, that's probably what it was yeah. Uh, they do. There is a guy that will like teach you how to play the the game ahead of time. You got to play it at at least two times to uh, with the blacksmith, and then no, at the not end. the blacksmith. Yeah, I swear you played it with the blacksmith. No, it's the guy across the street from the blacksmith. Oh. The like, the, the like owner? weapons guy. Oh, okay, well, the weapons guy that had that like weird wife who like yelled at him from the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, you have to be um, a creeper and you have to break into someone's house. That's kind of cool. And then, and then you get like put put up yeah. at gunpoint. You die. Yeah, several times. And then, and then she has to ask you, "What's the day? What's the fourth day of the Tell week? Me. Your life depends <laughs> on it. <laughs> Does your week start with a Monday or a Sunday? I don't right. know." <laughs> So uh, that, Day. that is an interesting point to bring up too. Um, the game has points where you have to uh, 
you have to tell them the day of the week. It's supposed to be the copyright production for the game. So it happens pretty early in the game and then about halfway through the game where you're met with a question like what the teacher quizzes you the, the teacher early. quizzes you and you die if you get it wrong three times um and then later on rachel is holding you at gunpoint and if you get it wrong you die there too um the the days of the week are actually in the manual for the original game so their thought process behind this is if you have the manual, you can play the game. If you don't have the manual, you are hosed and you have no idea what the days of the week are. Um, however, we have the power of the internet and Whee! we were able to find it very easily. Yeah, thankfully. Um, I also had a copy of the game, so like it wouldn't have mattered. I could have grabbed the game. But What if you weren't a manual reader, though? I, it's a puzzle game. It's what you're supposed to do. I, I guess. I mean, maybe well, there was a lot more you know hits what? in the manual Kids that we missed. Kids these days won't know that because they will never have a manual growing up. That's true. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, Very some true. of the manuals that we grew up with really didn't have... I mean, some of them didn't have that much information in them as it was. I know. Like, basic information. Yeah. Like, turn on the system. Put in the yeah. game disc, you know. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that, that pretty much covers the gameplay aspect of the game. So, Danny. So, Kaylee. Want some rye? Of course you do. <laughs> so the the music? Oh, man. I almost gave music a 9. Or a 10. I was going to say, I'm like, I gave it a 9. I gave it a 9. I did give it a 9 also. Um, I almost gave it a 10. Um, the, the worst thing about the game is the voice acting. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I understand... You know, it's it's old voice acting. You know, I can yeah. I can cut it a little bit of slack, but the voice acting was so bad. So like, I've heard better readings in my high school. Yeah, like, like reading. there was <laughs> just no reading. emotion in the voice acting whatsoever. Now, I what what gets me is like, if you're if you're producing a game and you have voice actors or you have actors, uh, let's face it, they were full actors. Um, it's, I feel like it's not that hard to deliver a line that feels genuine and none of like very few of these characters were good voice actors were good actors. Yeah. <laughs> like most of them were just like reading the script and it was very monotone, very like the blacksmith. Yeah. Well, the blacksmith, <laughs> he had some sort of mental issue. I, he, I mean, it, the Should majority he of be his, in charge of forging swords then. Well, I mean, he, he's very focused. He doesn't talk <laughs> to anyone. He just does <laughs> his job. <laughs> sounded uh, constipated. He's like, time. huh? What? Oh, I, sorry. We'll see. Miss Peepers. Which, I hated her name. I know. But she did a really good job of being that teacher voice. Yeah. She did a really good job of that. Uh, the mayor was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the... The Scottish guy. The Scottish Why guy. Why was... Like, it was so random. And, like, it seems so deliberate. Like, we gotta add the Scottish guy it in is, there. It's really weird because there is no one else with, like, any an other accent, accent yeah. outside of, like, an American accent. Aside from the Scottish guy. <laughs> well, didn't the mayor kind of have like this oh, New yeah, York, he had, like a Brooklyn accent? Oh, or something I thought like it that. was more like Hispanic or Cuban or something. Well, maybe I don't even. I, don't I remember know. it was maybe, an act. maybe it, it was. It was we bit. only talked to him like once, or right? Twice. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it was some sort something of something weird. Yeah, but it wasn't Not weird. But yeah, it was. It was abnormal for the rest of the game. I did like some of the sound effects. Yeah, most of the sound yeah. effects were really good. Um, I forgot to say this in uh, graphics too, but I thought that the the statues that you put all the stuff on, that was kind of clever. I liked yeah, that. If you if you put them in the wrong order, so you gotta place. There's this puzzle where you yeah. have to place all these items onto these like eight statues, and if you put them in the wrong spot, they don't do a thing, and they're supposed to do a thing, and like. I, I feel like I remember struggling with this puzzle when I was growing up, but vaguely. But yeah, if you don't get them all, all in the right spot, they when they all like juggle each other's like Stuff, items, yeah. they don't they might not go in the right spot. And then if they don't go in the right spot, you don't get to like fix your disc. 
And like the whole point is to fi- fix yeah. this disc. And um, so then you have to like rearrange all the items again so that they're in the right spot and then do it again until it works. I don't know how challenging that puzzle would have been if we didn't have the guide because we didn't try without the guide at all. <laughs> I mean, this was like real late game. Like we had to have yeah. all the items in order for it to work, but it was like one of the last things we did. Yeah. Um, I hated the song at the comedy statue. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. Like ba, 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 yeah, yeah. But I think you know the other thing is too, like because your screens transition to something completely vastly different than what you're looking at. The music changed too sometimes, and that was. I it's not the fault of the game because it's old. That's how it was designed. But the changing scene, there is no transition. It's just you've got one song, a completely different kind of song, yeah. a completely different kind of song. It just was. I feel choppy. like the majority of the music was very mellow and like. Um, Except the stupid comedy statue. Yeah, yeah, the comedy one is a little goofy, but most of the most of the music is pretty like low key, like. L- mysterious vibe yeah you well, know. especially the woods the one song down in the underground area the snapes the snape oh yeah snape <laughs> Cerberus, snape and every time we and we would walk around there a lot i could not yeah. help myself <laughs> no i get it i i really love the music of this game I'm sure, like, the majority of that is nostalgia because I grew up with this music. Mainly because if you put the disc into a CD player, you can play the music on the game. or oh, from really? The, from the, the disc. So, like, I did that a lot as Aww. a kid. I played this music a lot. Um, there was There's a few games that I did that with. Um, I did that with this game. I did that with Warcraft 2 and Loaded. I played the crap out of that music, so... I do remember some of these, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I I gave it the same score as you did. I just, uh... Sure. Some of those were really good songs. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And, I mean, there there was some bad stuff, but it wasn't, like, so bad that it it was worthy of a terrible score. Well, you know, I don't think we have any good example of any, like, bad music. It just... It fit perfectly good with the game and the areas. I think you're right, though, like... The comedy music was a little awkward. Honestly, the comedy thing. Yeah. Like, the entire puzzle of that was a little weird. Like, you have to find these jokes, which makes no sense in the reference of the seriousness that's going on in the world. You have to then find this comedy club that's, like, obscurely hidden behind a a cliff wall. You have to get to it. You have to get that stupid plant all the way at the very beginning. beginning. And it has to not be dead. Yep. And then if it is dead, you have to eat it. (laughs) So it'll reproduce itself. So we spent, like, a good, like, 20 minutes trying to figure that thing out. Yeah. And that was with the guide. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because the guide didn't know either. The guide was pretty vague well, were, about well, it. Well, I think the guide, if you're following the guide, you don't get into that predicament. Yeah, you probably, yeah, yeah. Where we had started the first quarter of the game without the guide for the most part. Right, sure. But yeah, so I yeah, gave, I gave but, you... Oh, sorry. No, I was just, just going to iterate yet again that the comedy stuff yeah, was kind of awkward. I agree. Awkward for the entire game. Like, it was just an awkward everything. Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, 9 out of 10 for yep. music. Um, overall, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I gave it a 5. Oh, that's fine. I, I I probably enjoyed this a little more than you because I had the yeah. nostalgia. I played this when I was a kid with my uncle. Like, I, you know, it, it meant well, a little more to me to play it again. For me, I remember you guys playing this game, and there is some nostalgia for me. Too. It's not as strong, obviously, because I was right. so little. But I do remember you playing this game, and I do remember certain parts, especially with Want Some Rock. Yeah, right. I mean, I loved that part when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I wanted that over and over and over again, and, and I don't you know did. why. I remember. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that Gary hated us for that. Like, <laughs> do it again, do it again, Uncle Gary. Want some rock? Of course you do. Want some rock? Of course you want some rock? <laughs> Please, Daddy, stop. <laughs> but I will say. I think that this has charm of... I I think there is a certain group of people that this would be a good charm for if you're into this kind of stuff. You're into the 
the like adventure games like you know you know the books that you could adventure through in terms yeah. of certain pages i think that that kind of group of people would love this i think that this would be a nice challenge so i think for certain people this is a great game and a, it's something that is you an older game that is not cringy because it's an older game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just there's something about it that really is charming it, despite lacking in so many areas. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you have a ton of dedication, if you have a ton of time on your hands to just dedicate to playing this game nonstop for a while, you would eventually get these puzzles. As a kid, to dedicate all of my time to playing this game. I feel like it would have been fun because I would have eventually figured it out and that would have been so rewarding where now it's so easy to be like, I don't know, let's look it up, you know, so that it, the internet kind of ruins this game for that reason. Um, but I was able to beat the game a lot faster because of it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have beaten this without the guide as a 30, I almost said 35. I am not 35. No. Well, as, a, as a 30 year old, <laughs> as, as an older person, I, as I am now, I don't think I could do this by myself. Even if I had, if I even wanted to play this, the rest of, you know. I, I feel like I would have eventually figured all this out. I feel like had we played together without a guide. Yeah. If we'd have played this together without the guide, um, for an entire month, playing like three days a week, three hours a night, we would have done it. I I truly believe we would have done it. It would have been a lot of like hardship and a lot of like trial and error to figure stuff out and probably some looking yeah. stuff up because it's easy enough. But yeah, I feel like we would have eventually figured it out. Um, there there's just there's things that are just so tedious. That we would have done back in 93 that we yeah. don't have to do now. Such as, I, I didn't have to make a map. The map, yeah. I, I Especially the map. I would have, like, just... I, I can just look it up. It was in my book. It was in... There, there's a guide, and the guide has the map in the guide. And the guide's from 93. It's Or 94, I think, is the copyright date. But um, it's it's in the guide, so like I didn't have to look it up. It it was there. It was available. But like that that little part of me wanted to make the map just because it was yeah. available. I could have. So you know. I mean, I to feel- like star certain spots. Like here's the money tree. You know. But I think it kind of goes back to if this is your kind of game. This game is great for right, that yeah. demographic of people. For people like me. I would have given up early on and be like, I'm going to play something I would rather play. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. So five out of ten. Sorry. I feel like if they'd have just, if they'd have just give us a few more hints in the game itself, like, you know. A little more forgiving. Yeah. A little, a little more information on where the, you know, maybe, maybe even give us a, some sort of like pseudo map. That we could have started that that off with. You know, yeah, we could have marked our own crap on the map, but at least give us some sort of a little yeah. something, a little bit of something to help us along. I feel like it would have went a long way. It would have made the game yeah. a little bit more fun, and I wouldn't have wanted to look stuff up because I wouldn't have needed it, but I still would have needed to figure it out on my own. Well, so it's like, I feel like that little bit of, you know, give would have helped well, us That's along. a good point, too, because... When you're trying to make a game not easy, you're also borderlining with making it fun. Because you don't want to make it too hard. Then it's just not fun. Right, yeah, then yeah. it's just a chore. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there, there is a balance that they could have they could have tried a little harder to give us a few more hints to make it a um, little bit agreed. easier. Not that I wanted an easy game, but I feel like a few more hints along the way would have made it a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah, it would have helped. Know. What are you going to do? It is what it is. Complained to whoever made this well, you know, at, I would, several years ago. I would like to say, a lot like when we played Darby the Dragon, there's very few people <laughs> who worked on this game who maybe not that many people... Well, I don't know. It sold like 3 million copies or something like that. Oh, there's quite a few copies circulating on the internet. Right, sure. So, you know, maybe it is a more popular than I give it credit for. But if there's a developer <laughs> or um, a programmer or an artist or someone who worked on this game, 
I would love to talk to you about it. I would love to sit down and have a conversation, have a conversation and just like go over yeah. some of the fun details of working on this game. It would just be so much fun, especially for me because I grew up with this game a lot like Darby the Dragon. I grew up with these games. I loved playing them. If somebody who worked on this game has some time to sit and have a chat with us, that would be just fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Um... So my total score is a 32 out of 50. That was a 30 out of 50. So that gives us a 62 or a 6.2 out of 10. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad because I do have so much love for this game, but like it's deserving. I get it. I like, got to play it. I mean, you know. Yeah, I got to play it. And even with the guide, it was still fun. It was still challenging with the guide. So, I mean, there's something to say for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our next game that we're going to be doing, we don't know yet, but I am playing, I have started, started. I've officially started Final Fantasy 12. Everyone can celebrate now. I have officially started Final Fantasy 12. Kaylee will be starting soon. Uh, she is borrowing a copy of my Final Fantasy 12 for the Switch. Um, I'm playing it on the PS4, the Zodiac Age. I'm... First reactions, I'll I'll tell you guys a little bit about it now. We'll probably talk more about it on Zapchats, but first reactions, when I first started up the game, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this. But after playing for about two hours, I'm like, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm in. It is very much like 11. After having played, like I've played 12 before, after playing Eleven, this game is very much like that, and really? like I feel that like it's that that same combat ah, system. Great. Um, it, it really it's not as boring as okay. as Eleven was, <laughs> um, but it, it's it's way more interactive. There's not quite as much world to traverse in order for spawns okay. to happen. Like, it, but it's still a very similar gameplay style where you walk up and you have to choose to attack and, you know, then they do the action over and over and over again until you tell them to do something else. And, like, the Gambit system is really cool. I haven't gotten too deep into the Gambit system yet in my gameplay. I think it's a little bit later in the game that you actually unlock okay. that feature, so... Um, but yeah, so far it's it's been fun. I'm excited to play more of it. Um, I am not streaming it simply because I want to just enjoy it for what it is. So this time around, we won't be streaming. Um, we will be picking up another smaller game for um, November's, or I guess December's podcast episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. It'll probably just be another like small something that we pick up and play for a couple hours and talk about it. Since we are still playing Final Fantasy XII, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, but yeah, guys... Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast episode, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye!